Here at Early Excellence, we specialize in early childhood education. We offer expert advice and guidance through training, consultancy, and classroom design. With the Early Excellence podcast, we aim to inspire and support you as well as challenge your thinking. So if that's what you're looking for, you've come to the right place. Hello everybody, Andy Burt here. Welcome along to episode 105 of the Early Excellence podcast. In this week's episode, we're joined by Emma Doran, who is the EYFS leader at Whitefield Primary School in Liverpool. Um, I caught up with Emma at the school about, well, over a year ago now, and she very kindly offered to to take me and us on a tour of of the learning environments, explaining all of the thinking behind each of the different spaces that they have there in both reception and nursery, and uh, all of the thinking in terms of materials, resources, and opportunities for the children. So it's a really good listen. Um, Here's Emma, first of all, um, taking us through all of the, the other information, the contextual information, telling is about the school and the local area that it serves. I'm the UIFS leader in Wayfield Primary School. Um, our school is in a high area of deprivation. Um, we have a high number of EAL children, a um, high number of SEND children. Um, I think for us, the children come in at quite low starting points, um, but make great gains through the school um, and make accelerated progress as they go through the school. Um, and we're a one and a half form entry. And how long have you worked here? What's your so role? So this is my fourth role here as the YFS lead. Yes. I'm part of the senior leadership team here. Great. Fantastic. And you, in terms of what you have here, you have... Um, nursery children, of course, and reception children, um, but you operate very much as a, as a unit. Yeah, so as you say, our reception children and nursery children work together as a, as a unit. So apart from carpet times where we might do a bit, be doing a teacher import, it might be a phonics or a maths activity on, you know, on the carpet, we're all together and it's free flow uh, through the day, inside and outside, but we work as one unit. Fantastic. And you're going to take us on a tour around the spaces, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. The whole unit reception and nursery. Okay, so Emma's going to give us a tour of the space. We're starting off in the reception room and within reception, let's start off here, the blocks area. So our block area is really, really popular with all of the children. They absolutely love being in here and we get lots and lots of imaginative building here. Um, Our area is set out so that everything is shadowed so children can put the things back matching shapes um, our area is numbered so that the children can count, have opportunities to count during tidy up time. The children are counting back on all of the time. Lots of opportunities for that. Um, they absolutely love all of the enhancements in here. So we have lots of things that, you know, you just kind of find in your jewellery box or, you know, small whale toys, um, which evokes lots of discussion around shape and space. Um, things we, we we collect lots of things you know this is kind of packaging from from parcels but they interest in shapes you know they evoke turrets and castles and so they, they get lots out of this area um, and they really enjoy spending time here yeah it's fantastic I love the detail I really like the detail so like you say the reclaimed materials the packaging not just any packaging but really interesting shapes and sizes yeah. isn't it and the bangles that are there that you can imagine that actually will get added onto turrets and all kinds of yeah. Absolutely. It's that sort of, there's a really rich element to the provision that is still open-ended and not prescriptive. 
Yeah. Um, and I love also the way that you've got it all so well organized. You know, that it's not loads and loads of resources, but really carefully thought out and carefully yeah. selected. And it helps materials. reduce that cognitive load for the children. So, yeah. you know, tidy up time is not a manic time. Tidy up time is a time for learning. Yes. Um, and the children are able to come and they know that this shape goes here. This is where it goes. I can match this shape. We, we, we do enhance with um, extras in boxes and, and in our baskets, but actually our blocks are really carefully selected so that the children are, are familiar with what is there um, and we only enhance um, quite naturally as the yeah. year goes through. Fantastic. Fantastic. Brilliant. Love it. Um, where should we go next on our tour of the space? Um, where are we going? Should we do maths area? Let's go for the maths area okay. next. Yeah, super. Okay, so we've moved from the blocks area into the maths area. The blocks area already had lots of mathematical potential, didn't it? All of that ordering and yeah. organisation that we talked about. What about the maths area? Tell us about the maths area. So our maths area, again, we, we, we like to keep it quite open-ended. So a lot of the resources that we use are kind of natural resources, things that they may actually find outside, things they may find in their own homes using stones and pegs and pine cones and things that they might bump into and, and use mathematically because they've, you know, they've been, they'd had that modelled in this space. Um, again, everything is labelled and, and children are able to retain the things to the, to the, the shelving. What we tend to do for our maths um, input with our children is use the things from the space. So when we're direct teaching at a skill, then we will use these things from the space to teach that and so that children really know how to use them when they come back to the maths area because it is difficult sometimes with your maths area and they find other things to do in here. And With the maths mastery approach, this area is very, very um, popular with the children. Um, lots of our open-ended games, so we have a lot of track games, we have a lot of bingo boards, um, find it boards that they can come and use and make up their own games rather than having set games that they play here we, we like to create kind of tracks and, and 10 frames and things that they can use the dice are always here there's things to build with we've got paper cups that the children love to build with we can get lots and lots of mathematical vocabulary out of that where they kind of say this it's wider and taller and shorter um, a lot of the resources that we use here also um, we'll, we'll link in with books that we've been covering so we always have mathematical texts so picture books that are, are mathematical um, that we can discuss and um, Anna's Count Book is a brilliant one for that that the children like to use I don't know that one yeah, I'll have to have a look. Fantastic. I don't know that one. I think, um, yeah, there are loads of good story yeah, books that relate to maths, aren't there? It builds up a number, um, begins with zero and a, and, a, and a totally empty, expansive landscape. And the landscape gets more complex as, yeah. the, as we go through the numbers. Oh, fantastic. But there's lots of um, composition of number and the book really kind of evokes lots of language with the children and lots of, of, of interest and, and they really, it does like that spark in them. Yeah, Fantastic. Lovely. I love the way that you've got, in both of the areas that we've seen so far, that you've thought about the number of possibilities rather than the number of resources. So you haven't overloaded it with tons of resources. You've yeah. thought, actually, what key things do they need so that we're not cluttering the space? But there, there, are, a, a good, there are so many opportunities there for exploring a wide range of mathematical concepts without being overloaded by lots of 
materials. And it's about the adults as well in the room. It is. So yeah. and being able to come into this space and play with the children yeah. and know, you know, where to scaffold and, and how to build that that um that understanding whilst the children still feel that that's very playful. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Having talked about books, probably a book area would be the next next space to go to. Should yeah. we go to the books Great. area next? Yeah. Super duper. Right, let's do that. Which brings us to your cosy book area. I love the sofa. Yeah. How small is that? Brilliant. Very nice brilliant. and small as well. Love it. Yeah, I can imagine children would love being in this space and just kind of cuddling up with a yeah, book and sharing the story. Home, you know, that, that kind of thing. So, so tell us about the space then. Tell us about... Okay. Has so it always been here? Sorry to interrupt. Yes, Has it always been here? Yeah, okay. but we, we feel like this is a really nice space because it's not next to, a, a, you know, the building area yeah. or somewhere where it's really quite noisy. Um, so this is a lovely space and the light comes through and we always have the blinds up so that the children get the full light um, and, and it is it does feel quite yeah. away from the, the, the rest of the room. Um, our books are selected again, you know, we, we always think about what our topics are, children's interests. We have a range of books, magazines, non-fiction, information books, story books, poetry. We make sure children are getting a real wide range of, of reading experiences. Um, and our children really enjoy books right through from nursery. Um, it, they do have a real love of reading. Our, our area is set up purposely to be quite, as you've noticed, to be quite cosy. And, and again, less is more. Um, we don't have massive amounts of things in here other than, you know, the books, a cosy space. You know, we do have some teddies and things what they can read to. Um, and they do like spending time in here. Our, our um, reading bear is here and the children get to take home the reading bear every Friday so um, our reading bear chooses somebody each week to go home oh, with with a story and, and, and some hot chocolate and it, it's trying to encourage parents yeah. to read at home also um, so yeah the children love being here and have a real real love of books so that's a fantastic idea so it's like simple routines isn't it that you yeah keeping going that all add to the whole kind of picture that tapestry of, of learning over time isn't it yeah and yeah. again our, our children you know having those adults to be in here and you know children to be able to come to them and read stories together and share yeah. stories and and you know this point in the year children are recognizing lots of words in the books so they're beginning to read each other's stories in simple books and yeah. um, they get great meaning from the pictures we always ensure that there's some maths texts um, particularly ones that they've met so far and in our planning all of our themes are around picture book yeah um, so we have our picture books that we've covered up the side here oh, so that see. children can recall so and, and remember idea. because children mm -hmm. really we've made sure our books link so that themes are pulled out between so that they can make links with things that they've learned previously um, and this really helps them and they come and they, you see them point saying do you remember when we read this and and, and key vocabulary will come through in each book that yeah. they'll have met before and that we can build on. Yeah, that's fab. I, I, I also really like the way that you've got picture books alongside things like, you know, comics and magazines and things that will be linked to the television programmes that yeah. they might know. And, you know, it's that real range of print, isn't yeah. it? Not just the picture books. No, it's, it is. And they, they enjoy that. And we've got lots of children who are really kind of quite interested in the world and places yeah. and so you know those kinds of magazines and and you know the, the national geographic and things like that and the pictures in those and they they absolutely love those so we make sure that those are in as well for them to read 
Fantastic. Super duper. Where are we going to head next? Um, Pick an area. Shall we do transient art? Let's go for transient art. Okay. Let's do that. Right, so um, transient art, what's great is you've got it right next to where you've got your maths area, which doesn't just happen by accident, does it? No. You've made those links between the maths area and the mathematical possibilities of both of these different sorts of things that are going on. Yeah, absolutely. So our transient art, the, uh, again, the children enjoy this space. Um, we purposefully, the things that we choose are things that are interesting shapes, interesting patterns, things that the children are going to want to touch and feel yeah. and, and move around, you know, the paper and the card and, and things that won't necessarily fit together quite nicely or, you know, they're going to need to look at the problems that, that to be able to get that picture, how they're going to move those shapes around. So lots of spatial awareness in, in transient art. And obviously some of our children struggle with their dexterity. So transient art is great because it's, it's usually small little bits that they need to, you know, be picking up and, yeah. and handling and moving and manipulating. Um, this today is to do with our under the sea theme. Um, so, it, it, you know, we've we've picked colours and things that would be um, typical for under the sea and sea creatures. And, and it does evoke a lot of conversations around understanding of the whale because they're talking about things that they're adding things, experiences they've had in, in, you know, outdoors and things that they're using within their transient art. Yeah. We also always have iPads on this. I was going to ask about the iPads. Yeah, yeah so the children, no, so the, the, yeah, the children use their iPads independently across the space. So as well as on transient art, if they take a picture, what I've asked them to do is take a selfie and then their picture. Like it. So we've taught them how to take a selfie. Yeah, they love that. They love it. And then their <laughs> picture so that I know whose is whose. Um, but again, you know, they know how to get the camera up on the iPad. They know how to, as the year goes on, they get a lot better at framing the shot and getting it all in. So they, it really does progress their, their skills. Yeah. Um, taking photographs, um, deleting photographs because they might say, oh, that one was blurry. So, they, you know, they're learning how to delete them. Yeah. Similarly, with the block area or any work or, or things they create, they go and get an iPad if they want to capture that thing and, and sometimes they print it out or it goes on Seesaw. Fantastic. So the, the iPad is used. It, it's very real and it's, it's technology within the space that is actually purposeful rather yeah. than consumption. It's that they're actually using yeah. it in their everyday that's very different, Life. isn't it, to, to that typical kind of having the computer table in yeah. the corner and yeah. two children always wanting to yeah. make a beeline for it. This yeah. is this is technology being used very much Absolutely. meaningfully within the space, valuing the work through the technology as well. And yeah, then proud of it so you yeah. they know that that's captured. The other thing that we do is that um, we take the image and we, we just upload it to the drive. So then the children will be able to come out to the front and have their picture or their creation on the whiteboard, and we ask them to present it yeah. to their to their um, their cohort, so they get that lovely feeling, and and you get lots of vocabulary with, yeah. with um, you know, the sound of your voice and the, the volume of your voice, and it's very different when you're presenting something to when you're just talking to your friends. So they do that, and we get lots of questioning from the other children, and they really take an interest in what other other people have done. Yeah. And it's that holistic, it's that holistic approach, isn't it? Yeah. And you're seeing transient art and these these smaller loose parts, loose parts materials as not just being about physical development, not just being about fine motor skills for pencil control, but but really taking it far beyond that. So that actually we're into, of course, creativity, mathematics, we're into language development, yeah. we're into all sorts of different areas 
when you've got to see the possibilities that have you in order yeah. to make the most of it. Yeah, make that Brilliant. Right, where should we go next? Um, should we go into nursery? Let's do it. Oh, yeah, okay. let's go for okay. nursery. Good stuff. Okay, so now we're in the nursery. Do you know what, what stands out is that in every space that we've been into, it's really, I know the children aren't in at the minute, but it, there is a feeling of it being calm. Yeah. You know, it feels like a lovely, calm space. It's not cluttered, it's not brightly coloured, there aren't hundreds of things hanging from the ceiling or anything like that. And that, again, doesn't happen by accident. That is a, a, clearly a, a plan, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah, an, a yeah. clear idea there. Yeah. Tell us a bit about it. Yeah, we've worked really hard on our environment to make sure that, um, our, you know, we think about the colours that we use, we think about how the children feel in this environment, um, what it feels like to be three, four, yeah. five in this space, um, what it feels like to move around the space, what areas are quiet, what areas are more noisy, where we position things in the room. Um, we think lots about textures and spaces to be when our nursery obviously because we do work as a unit with nursery and reception it can be busy there are lots of children it can be busy and it can um, get loud at times but there are spaces to go there's there's, there's spaces that are covered ch- spaces that children can kind of climb into um, and they're right throughout the Right throughout the um, units that yeah. the children can can be in, yeah. um, and we have done lots of work on our environment, and we you never kind of finish that. That's always something that we're always thinking about. We're always doing audits. We're always kind of thinking about how we feel in the environment, and for adults too. Um, you know, we're here all the time. We're here a lot of the day, um, and so we need to feel calm also, and, and that reflects on the children and how we interact with yeah, them. Definitely. And I think also, particularly now that we're in the nursery as well, what you can see are that in lots of the areas, there are fewer resources yeah. in order that children actually are not overloaded too much yeah. with too many things and too much choice that actually could just be too much for them. Yeah, our children need familiarity with, yeah. with our resources, so we're not assessing that massively enhance everything all of the time. Um, we do enhance, but it is done in a very sensitive way. So children are able to know that when they come in tomorrow, these resources are available to them. And they were here yesterday and they will be here tomorrow. They need that familiarity and they need that routine. Yeah, absolutely. It is that, that structure, that routine, yeah. that, that confidence growing from, yeah. through that. I think it's yeah, so important. and, and it, less is more. So, so our children in nursery... Um, when you know again we think in a cognitive load so those things that need to be retained you know that that tidy up time is, is calm because things are labeled things are are shadowed and children can retain things there's not massive amounts of things everywhere everything that is put out has been carefully selected yeah. and well thought out to match the needs of our children super okay tell us about this area so this is our dough area um we have um, lots of things again, quite open ended. Love this. Yes, and um, this is a, a masher, <laughs> which they absolutely love. Um, we again, we try and take things down so there's not lots and lots and lots of things in here. Lots of colours, lots of different different themes, and we keep it so that it's quite plain. The children have the same things to choose with with their basic resources, and then we enhance as as our themes allow. So you can see. 
um, under the CSRC pneumoconiosis. So, you know, we've, we, we wanted them to work with some shells this week and yeah. different shape cutters, different shapes, sizes, right. um, so that it evokes lots of mathematical language. But also the patterns that the different shells make, the smoothness, you know, getting all of that vocabulary around how does the shell feel in your hands, what pattern does it make when you press it into the Play-Doh, what does it look like, does it look like the person's next to you, if you use the same shell, will it look like the person next to you, or will it be different, how can it be different, so it, it does kind of bring all of those yeah, questions to, to, to the children. It's that relationship, isn't it, between the resources that are carefully selected and, yeah. and planned for, but then also alongside it, the adults who know why that resource has been collect, carefully selected and planned for, yeah. and in what way. And really bringing the children's learning on through that. So, you know, lots of open-ended questioning, so making yeah. sure that our adults aren't dominating play but are really listening to the children and just asking those key questions and, oh, perhaps, or what if, and, you know, leading those children into, into deeper thinking. Fantastic. Good stuff. Right, where are we going next, then? Um, should we go to uh, role play? Let's do role play. Okay. Okay, so domestic role play. Yeah. In the corner, of yes. course. Has it yeah. always been here, or have you kind of well, moved we've shifted it around a bit? Around a bit within because um, we, we've moved furniture and things facing one another, so yeah. children are more likely to talk to each other rather than sitting next to each other. We've got this little couch and we get some lovely little interactions here and vocabulary somewhere as well it's great because grown up it's it's you know grown up size of groups can sit in here and say oh can you make me a tea and can I have two sugars and so it it, it does mean that um children are, are more likely to talk to one another and grown-ups are more likely to engage within yeah. this area and um, so we've done that quite purposefully and um, the units have been there and we've 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 labelled all of our foodstuffs and things um, purposefully. So, again, I suppose domestic role play can become a bit of a messy area and you end yeah. up with baskets full of food and things everywhere. So we've we've labelled our food so that they're, they're in food groups, really. Yeah. And while, we again, we don't necessarily talk to our children about proteins and meats mm. directly, yeah. but they're getting used to sorting things and knowing that these are all fruit and vegetables, that these are all yeah. proteins, these are, you know, cheeses and milks. And, yeah. and later on, as they go through school and they begin to look at that in more detail, you know, they'll remember that. Yeah. They'll remember that they've sorted them into those areas. Yeah. Um, and it means that the children, again, Cognitive load to reduce, they know that this is the basket and the picture matches and they put those foodstuffs in. Yeah. We've got our weights in here, measures, um, so mathematical opportunities. We have um, cookery books, so children open those and see numbers and, and measurements yeah. and, and things that, and, and also, you know, it's very, very familiar for yeah. home. What I like about in here is that you've stuck very much to it being real. Um, so, you know, how sometimes... Um, domestic role play can be the domestic role play area with the kitchen and then yeah. a big rack of superhero outfits yeah, with yeah. the big muscles yeah. and there's nothing more distracting is there than yeah. like you know like the incredible Hulk wandering yeah. in yeah. as you're having your cup of breakfast. tea you know that kind of thing <laughs> yeah. and everybody suddenly is distracted yeah. by Buzz Lightyear yeah. or somebody from Frozen wandering yeah, in absolutely. whereas actually you've, you've stuck very much to you know the dressing up things that yeah. are here are the the things the, the dressing simple gowns, dressing up things, things that you would have in your home yeah. that you would use cleaning materials that you would use um, we, we keep this domestic the whole year through so yeah. it doesn't change into any sort of different things 
it doesn't change into any other role play. Our, again, our children need that familiarity, and and they they are they get that here. Yeah. And um, there's things that they recognise. There's there's roles that they um they copy and and they do in here yeah. that you know we see. Um, we always have kind of calendars in here, and so that they look on the dates of the week and numbers and and. So there's loads, you know, there's a, is that a toolkit over there? Yeah, well, this is like a little cleaning tool. Oh, I see, yeah. And um, we have our aprons to, to, you know, to cook. We've got baking trays, lots of real things that they would find in their own kitchens, little shopping trolleys. Yeah. And we have our baby things in, in a little tub so that they know that these are all the baby's things. Yeah. Um, we found this is great. I, I found this in charity shops. Those like a really old-fashioned dumpster. Yeah. So that evoked lots of discussion around history yeah, and how it looked different to the cleaning dusters that they yeah. have in their house that are made of plastic. Yeah. So it's things like this, you know, you, you get a lot of your history out yeah. of and, and and it was an incidental purchase, but, yeah. you know, well, the children great. absolutely love it yeah. and lots of questioning came from that. It's like we said before, just, you know, just in the dough area that actually it's about the adults making sure they're making the most of these opportunities. Yeah. So you yeah. plan for the opportunities, but then the adults can see actually where is that happening and what do yeah. I need to be doing and how do I engage with it and seeing the possibility of a of a feather duster yeah. being about history or being yeah. about the passing of time and about comparing and, and all of those sorts of things that's having that skill it's, in your staff isn't, isn't it, it? it is. and that having that skill um, in your staff that they are aware that yes they're in the role play but actually they're bringing in understanding the way yeah. they're bringing in mathematical concepts they're bringing in vocabulary they're building all those things around yeah you know it's a Everything, purpose. isn't it? In yeah. the domestic role play, you can be in here for 10, 15 minutes and cover every area and the children love being here. Um, and it is a space also where a lot of our children who feel a little bit shy coming into nursery will struggle maybe with the transitions leaving parents. Yeah. This is a really safe space for yeah. them and they can find familiarity here. Yeah, fantastic. Super. Right, where are we going next? Um, shall we go to our little quiet Let's. sensory area? Let's. Yep, super. So you were saying just before that that idea of having having a neutral space and really calming it down is also about linking it to giving the children spaces that they can go into, that they can feel safe and secure within. And I, I guess this is one of those spaces. Yeah, yeah. so this is our kind of our sensory den. Um, purposely kept it quite dark and quite inviting for the children. Have lots of things in there that feel nice, um, will reflect light, um, that are smooth and, and prickly, yeah. and things that they will, you know, get that sensory feedback from. Um, and the children love being in here when the nursery is really busy. Um, specific children you know maybe with 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 some sense really enjoy being in this space and getting out of this really busy nursery where there's fast moving children and lots of things going on and this is a lovely space and it does feel very out of the way um and it is very enclosed it's next to the reading area which is usually you know children reading books and it's a quieter space um and and they like coming in here and, and spending time and and getting that sensory feedback that yeah. they really enjoy and again we this is our basic provision and then we do enhance so we'll spend time with children in there and notice that they're going for certain types of things so we will enhance and bring those things in as well but yeah. we don't necessarily always leave those enhancements in because they have like quite a nice um novelty yes i'm sure 
So you might add in other things that have a particular texture or yeah. or, or maybe make sounds or, or move yeah. in a particular way. Yeah, depending on what the children are interested in and depending yeah. on the things that they're seeking maybe around the setting as well. So we might notice that children are, are going to certain spaces with certain textures on the yeah. cushions or and we'll we'll move them into this space so yeah. that they've got access to that. Um, and we can go in and, and be in there with them also. Yeah. It's that sensitivity, isn't it? Yeah. Really tuning into what the children are doing, even if they're not telling you. Yeah. You know, actually verbalising what it is that they're interested in, that your staff are noticing the yeah. little things that they will do. Yeah. And presumably even more so with the very young children. Absolutely. Yeah. Comfort. It's a comfort from, and, and children, that. you know, we staff are here and, and we have children who have been upset leaving parents or yeah. carers and, you know, they do enjoy this space. Yeah. I bet. Fantastic. Okay. Right. Where are we going next then, Emma? Um, shall we go to the water? Let's, let's go for the water area. Yeah. Having talked about those sensory experiences as we just were, this area actually links really well to that, doesn't it? That, that, that water as an area provides, provides that soothing sensory experience for children and is often very calming for them. Yeah. So I'm going to tell us a bit about this space. Yeah, so this is our water area. Um, again, we try and bring in the mats yeah. and, and children, you know, counting and putting back the right amount of aprons. Yeah. You're right, it is very sensory. We've got lots of children who really enjoy water play and the feeling that it has on their, their hands, the feeling that they get when they see the water running, um, you know, that movement of water, the splashes that they get back from it, you know, it's all that sensory feedback that they really like. Um, we try and, you know, make sure that our water area has lots of different resources that they can use to develop mathematical concepts. We have different sized containers, different different shapes, different sizes. Um, our small world is often in here, so we, have, we always make sure that there's some small world elements. So as you say, under the sea, so we have all of those small world, the shells, the rocks, so that children can really kind of find a bit of a meaningful um, because under the sea can be quite an abstract concept yeah. because not not many of them have been under the sea unless they've been you know a submarine. So bringing it to the water gives them like that real concept of playing with that and what that would feel like and being in the sea, yeah. uh, which a lot of our children may not have even experienced. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I was going to say that you can't assume that your children will have, have no. been to the seaside seen or the seen sea. the waves or you know been onto a sandy yeah. beach or any of those sorts of things. Yeah. So there has to be a, a combination within your approach of the continuous provision, which is is always there. You're providing that security and confidence yeah. and stability, as we talked about before. But then alongside that, you're making sure that you're bringing some things to them that actually they may not have experienced before. Yeah, so it's those experiences isn't yeah. it, that are really important and developing that with our children and giving them those experiences that they may not have had um, and we do that lots across the whole the whole setting yeah. and within our plan and our, our plans have that um, cultural capital in there so that we're making sure that we're giving our children experiences so that they can understand under the sea yeah. as a real meaningful context to them, not just something that they're learning facts about. Um, and the water only is a great way to do that. Yeah. Brilliant. Very good. Where are we heading next? Um, do you want to do maths? Let's do the maths. Yeah. yeah. We wanted to have a look at some of the areas that are duplicate areas because in the nursery, of course, and then in reception, you've got some areas that are the same areas in both, except they're not the same yeah. because you've planned for them in a different way. So this is the maths area. We've, we've had a look at the maths area in reception. 
So how's the maths area in nursery different? How are we thinking about it differently? Okay, so like, we, we do carefully select our resources so that our nursery um, have access to resources that are appropriate for their age stage. Um, so you can see that there's lots of chunky puzzles um, lots of very, very um, standout numbers, not necessarily colourful or overwhelming, but they'll be chunky and they can see that number and what that looks like and how it's formed. Um, lots of our, our number work here is, is within five. We have our number track, so you saw in reception that the number track went to ten. So our number track in nursery is a five track. So we do lots of that supertising and, and composition number to five here to build on within it, within reception. Um, we have our lovely shape books, things again that are board books, children that are, you know, they're gonna be enticed to come here and look at them. Lots of sensory things here, things that they're gonna to want to pick up. Um, yeah, adults are really, really important in this area again to, to be able to scaffold that learning, bring that out. In the same way as reception, our nursery teacher, when she teaches concepts on the carpet as a little small group, she uses these resources so that they're really familiar with them and that, that she's able to then, they know what to do in here, just in same as in reception. Um, our, our bean bags have the numbers on, so the children love making little um, aim and, and games with those. We get the hula hoops out and they like to play games open-ended again we we will kind of say how do you want to play this game we will model but children often we take their ideas of things so that the games then are open-ended and they're not just kind of well this is snakes and ladders and this is what we're playing but we'll say we've got five bean bags what shall we do with them and they come up with their own games Fantastic. Um, but hopefully you can see the progression. Oh, absolutely. You can really through. see that difference between in here and, and through in the reception and the, the two different spaces. That There are similarities yeah. in the way that you've thought about books in relation to the materials and the resources and the concepts. But at the same time, there are fewer materials so that you're not overloading the children yeah. and that focus on, on numbers to five rather than to ten. Definitely. Um, I also like the way you've got it so that it's organised so that there's a lot of floor space around it. You know, it's not just in one small corner with a table. So yeah, they, because they so play they, quite actively. Yeah, exactly, they're so going it, to, aren't they? It does develop into yeah. aiming throne games yeah. and it does develop into number games that are quite big. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so it, they do have this amount of space and it often spills onto the carpet. Exactly. Play skittles and things like yeah. that. With them. That it's very much physical maths, yeah, isn't it? absolutely. That I was thinking that when you were saying about the bin bags, that actually this space is perfect for yeah, those kinds of closed physical off. games to be able to play. Know, knocking down something or getting your bean bags into a into a hoop or a circle or whatever it might be, that younger children are going to love that. Yeah. They're going to see that as you know exciting and interesting. It's enticing, isn't it? it? Is. And they want yeah. to play and, and it's the competitiveness of it and yeah. and so it does bring them into the area and and we've purposefully not blocked it off as a table and and you know this can be a very big big play. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So they're going to see maths as interesting. They're going to yeah. see maths as, as something that they want to be part of. Yeah. They might not even think of it as maths. Yeah, they wouldn't. You know, they, are, they are just engaging in all kinds in of different play. concepts. Yeah. yeah. So thank you ever so much for showing us around. Um, 
love I love the way that you've got all of the different spaces organized the the clear thinking you know the really crystal clear thinking about all of those different materials and resources the planning for it the knowledge your knowledge and understanding of those different spaces and your staff understanding of how to really get the most out of it it's a real team effort it's great and you can see that I know you can see that the attention to detail here is huge, isn't it? It's massive, and and of course you're award winning. You've got a, a, you've got like a trophy cabinet. I don't, uh, not a, not yeah. a real trophy We've cabinet. I don't think you have won many an award. <laughs> yes. yeah. um, if people want to know more about about what you do here, about the school, and about your your particular part of the school, the early years, um, people could go on the website, yeah. can't they? Yeah, you've got we've a got website. a section on the website, so they can go ah. on and find the early years section where they can find out all about us. Fantastic, lovely, and uh, also on social media. Yes, we've got our Twitter. So you on can Twitter follow us well. on Twitter. So yeah, well worth looking out for. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. So there you go. Thank you very much to Emma for being our guest on the podcast this week. Definitely lots to get everybody thinking there, I think. Um, if you are in the process of developing your learning environments at your particular school or your setting, then it's definitely worth knowing that there is a free Plan Your Environment training video available on our website, on the Early Excellence website. So at earlyexcellence.com uh, and you'll find it in the ideas and inspiration section. What we'll do is we'll put a link in the uh, podcast information that will take you straight to the straight to the relevant page okay um, that's about it for this week everybody um, we will see you next time have a good week bye bye